You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible is Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul explains that the mission of Joseph was to combine Israel and the nations to the extent that his progeny was called not the fullness of Israel, but the fullness of all the nations. I am happy to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Okay, I like very much verses 18 and 19 where you have the stress of the totality when it comes to life. Notice how suddenly you have the introduction together with the animal kingdom of the land. Let's read these verses. 17. So they brought their cattle to Joseph, and Joseph gave them food in exchange for the horses, the flocks, the herds, and the asses. And he supplied them with food in exchange for all their cattle that year. Okay. When that year was ended, they came to him the following year and said to him, We will not hide from my Lord that our money is all spent and the herds of cattle are my Lord's. There is nothing left in the sight of my Lord but our bodies and, notice, our lands. The Hebrew has Adama, Admat, in the singular. You see how this RSV is unbelievable in the stress about the property. Typically Anglo-Saxon, North American technically. The pursuit of property. But Admat in Hebrew, when it is used in the singular, it means this ground from which every Adam out of which every Adam lives. Come on, friends, come on. Give me a break, for heaven's sakes. I'm getting really tired of stressing these points again and again. Now, notice the trick in the following verse. Why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land? Suddenly it's our land. Why this jump from lands to land? You don't need it. But since you hear also lands, you are stuck with this idea of property. Buy us and our land, again, singular for food, for we with our land will be slaves to Pharaoh and give us, listen to this, seed that we may live and not die and that the land in the singular may not be desolate. It is unbelievable. The stress on the totality in the original. Okay? Very clear. Verse 19 in English is okay, but not the lands before, is it? We and the land, we need food and seed. To continue in the future. Again, I'm stressing the important aspects from 
not my perspective, but from the perspective of Scripture. You hear what you hear. You don't make it up. You don't make your own movie. That's why I don't like to read books besides Scripture. And my son tells me, I said, but I saw the movie. He said, Dad, it's not the same thing, the book and the movie. I said, for me, it doesn't matter because the only book that matters for me is Scripture and make sure that I never watched a movie about Scripture except when I was a teenager. But I hear it. That's what we're trying to do in these podcasts. Okay, and then we have this very interesting adoption of the sons of Joseph by Jacob, Israel. Fantastic. Whether the kingdom is called Israel or Jacob or Joseph or Ephraim and Manasseh is the same thing. Okay? So, Manasseh and Ephraim became the children of Jacob, but what is more important for me, so it's not just a plain adoption, by the same token, and I'm going to read to you verses 5-6, and now your two sons who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt are mine. Ephraim and Manasseh shall be mine as Reuben and Simeon are. And the offspring born to you after them shall be yours. They shall be called by the name of their brothers and their inheritance. And thus, and that is the most important thing for me, that Joseph disappears and has no Toledot in the Bible. The only two people that are not linked to the word Toledot in Genesis are Abraham and Joseph. Abraham is very clear because his son is not from him. It is from Sarah. And thus it is a gift from God. And Joseph is, if you like, the savior of Israel and Egypt. In the sense he is, as Pharaoh is, the father of both in the sense of he ensured their further living and not destruction by famine, and thus he is not linked, if you like, his work is not linked to something tangible that you can touch and see. It's very impressive. That's why his bones will be kept in a box of the same name as the box of the covenant. Okay? And he's buried next to Joshua, but not Moses, because even Moses died. In other words, without Joseph, there would not have been Israel and consequently Moses. He is the factual progenitor, but not in the sense of human Toledot. Again, this is factual in the text. The Toledot of Jacob is based 
basically Joseph, but Joseph doesn't have it all out. So you continue Jacob. And Joseph will be met again in Isaiah as the servant. Okay, you have again Padan, Ephrat, Bethlehem, Hebron. Hebron not here, but all these names that come back. And again, I want to jump and revel in verse 16. against that student who told me, why are you stressing so much this verb sharas? In other words, they multiply the human beings uh, like the fish and so on. The text is saying that with God's blessings, you will continue having children. Aha! That's theologizing. And I wish I had noticed that verse before my latest book, but it's good. It will give me an opportunity to write another book. Listen to this. That puzzled even Timothy Lowe, who always tests me again and again and again and again. But with this verse, he took his cap and his hat and he unrobed and was naked unto shame. Because in this verse, we have a unique instance in the entire Bible of a silly verb whose root is the word fish in Hebrew. Dag or daga is fish. And here, let's hear the Hebrew. The angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads, and in them let my name be perpetuated, and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac. This is Israel, Jacob speaking. And let them grow in a multitude in the midst of the earth. Now, my North American buddy would tell me, you see, that's the basic meaning. However, the Hebrew says, In other words, let them multiply as fish do in the sea, but in the midst of the earth. Oh boy, you just need to behold my face in this instance. Gotcha! Gotcha! Which means I was correct in my last book that God slams the human beings twice. One by telling them, stop thinking as though you are the center of the universe. Just behave like animals, like sheep. But then he tells them, you know what, if you're smart and you learn the lesson of the flood, you would even decide to behave like fish, sharas. Because if you are fish, you can't worry about floods anymore. Meaning that even I, the Almighty God, cannot threaten you. 
Well, he has his own ways also to threaten the Tannin and the Leviathan. But not Dori and Nemo. He's not going to spend time on them. Because they are invisible. You know, if you are on the Adama, on the dry land, you are visible to the story. Fish are not visible to the story. Which means you can do without them. Except during Lent, obviously. As the Greek Orthodox like to eat lobster and shrimp during Lent. Which are more expensive than meat. Anyway, what we have here, I want you to hear it again. We eat goo. Notice the English made it soft, let, let them grow into multi. In other words, the English noticed that this is a different verb, but it just translated it as grow into a multitude. I would have asked the RSV committee to put between parentheses, as fish do, but where in the midst of the earth. This is the last absolute slam against civilization. Now go back to the text earlier where he said that the Egyptians did not like flocks, sheep. Can you imagine someone telling them you should be like fish? Remember, Egypt had the Nile and there were fish in the Nile. And this fish of the rivers are very important in Ezekiel 34. Anyway, another matter. But I want you to remember that verse. Repeat after me, all in unison. Genesis 48, 16. One more time. Genesis 48, 16. One more time. Genesis 48, 16 in Hebrew. There you go. And then this chapter is very rich. Move to verse 19. But his father refused and said, I know my son, I know he also shall become a people. And This is when he switches between the importance of the two. You had Manasseh and Ephraim, he puts Ephraim first. I mean, it's the story that tells you Ephraim is the main personality. Nevertheless, his younger brother shall be greater than he, meaning Ephraim, and his descendants shall become, hear it with me, a multitude of nations. The Hebrew has Melo Hagoyim, the fullness of nations. One more time you see why Joseph does not have human Toledot. His mission is more comprehensive than that. He combined Israel and the nations to the extent that his progeny was referred to as the fullness of the nations and not only the fullness of Israel. In other words, 
Israel is one nation among the nations. Later we shall hear in Deuteronomy how the Lord assigned to each nation its God and so on, but he took over Israel as its own and so on. And all this is a literary play against your ego. I am special. Well, the Vikings thought they were special, and I think they are very special. But the Saxons are very special. But the Normans took over their country. They were very special. And the Germans are very special. And the Poles are very special. And the Ukrainians are very special. But the Afghanis and the Iraqis and the Syrians are not that special. Who decides who is special? No one is special. Because every human being is an Adam, every fish is a fish, and every animal is a living animal, Hayya, from which we have animal in Latin, from anima, breathing. And then you have the introduction of Shechem, which is the name of the city, Shechem, which is the religious capital of Ephraim in the north. But here, you know how the translation mitigates that link because it translates Shechem as mountain slope, which also it means, absolutely. That's why they call Shechem, Shechem. Moreover, I have given you rather than to your brothers one mountain slope, but in Hebrew, Shechem, which I took from the hand of the Amorites with my sword and with my bow. Okay, there we go. See, that brings you back to what I said time and again. The book of Genesis is essential because it comprehends all the biblical lexicon. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.